hello to those who are joining us online or if you're listening uh, by podcast. So great to have you as joining us for part of the uh, and being part of the Connect Church family. Great to have you along with us for the journey. Every church has a culture. We've been talking about this Connect Church is no different. A culture is what we value. What's important uh, to us. Sometimes we can go to church. We know in the life of the church what we're doing. We don't always know why we're doing it. And so for the last little while, we're looking at why we do what we do and connect church, trying to get the why behind the what that we do. And so last week, we looked at the importance of being friendly. Everybody say friendly. It's an important word. We learned the importance of being friendly. The title of my message last week was Be Nice, be nice. How many think it's a good thing to be nice uh, uh, to people? And I, I was so glad to see everyone being nice to each other. I had the same problem as Aaron. I was walking around trying to find somebody to talk to, but guess what? You had engaged everyone. Give yourselves a hand. Well done. You've engaged everyone. No one should feel left out. And uh, so I really appreciate you taking the, uh, and some of you pushing right past your comfort zones to do that. Absolutely uh, fantastic. So we talked about being nice, remembering, of course, that the church is not the steeple, but the, but the, and we don't go to church, we are the church. And so if that's true, of course, if this church is to be a friendly church, we need you, I, me, us all together need to be friendly. It's pretty important. And so I guess the big challenge as we go through this part of our culture is, are you friendly by the look of what I saw before? Yes, I think you are. And uh, well done to, uh, to you. You might even be friendlier than the next service. I don't know. We'll have to see how that, uh, how that goes. I don't know. I don't know. But, 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 but we're, we're gonna sit, we're, I'm just pitting you against each other so you go that extra mile of a bit, bit of competition uh, between the uh, services. But, but, but it's important that we we, we do that. We, we need to be friendly because if we're not, the church won't be. If we're not friendly and we're the church, if we're not friendly, the church won't be. And so Connect 180, as Aaron said last week, so fantastic after, the first, after this service last week. So I went out, someone said, hey, I met my cousin. I met, it wasn't the uncle Aaron, it was the cousin. It's like, I met my cousin and I turned around and, 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 and there, there she was. And I was like, cool, I didn't know. I, whoa, whoa, heartbeat and all that. And so someone else got offered a job. How many, uh, I want to tell you, Connect 180 can help you. Connect 180 can help you make connections. Again, not only just for here, but for, for could do something in your life. So make sure you uh, uh, connect. Connecting with people can be beneficial. And we know that not everyone's an extrovert, but we can all learn to be friendly. And Because remember, being nice isn't a personality thing. Being nice is a Bible thing. I'll say it again. Being nice isn't a, a personality thing. It's a Bible thing. So we, 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 we should understand that. Kathy Monk, a good friend of uh, ours, Anita and I, who, who her and her husband run a Quippus church, she put a quote online yesterday. I don't know whose quote it is, but, but, but it's just like, oh man, I've got to put that in for today. She said this, who cares if you speak in tongues if you're mean in English? Come on, I'll say that. Who cares if you speak in tongues if you're mean in English? Ain't that the truth? Ever met some mean Christians? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Are you sitting there? No, no, don't answer that question. Okay, okay, okay. We, we, we've got to understand. It's so important. It's not a personality thing. It's a Bible thing. Jesus said this in John 13, 34. A new command I give you, love one another. And then he says, how? As I have loved you. What did he do? Well, he gave his life for us. He gave, even while we were still enemies of God, Christ loved us. 
That's, that's how, he, how he did it. In verse 34, Jesus, the friend of sinners, said this, so you must love one another. He said, by this, by this, by the, not by how good you preach, not by how, 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 how good, well you know your Bible. Not by, you know, he said, by this, this is how everyone will know. Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. In other words, if you don't, the world won't. If you don't, the world won't know uh, 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 that, you, that we're followers of Christ. We've got to demonstrate our love one for another. And so when I talk about being friendly, we're not just talking about, of course, to our friends. Everybody does that. This is making us aware of others. And we saw the scripture where Jesus said, if all you do is love people who love you, if that's all you do, you know, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, what, you want a medal or what? Any run-of-the-mill sinner does that, meaning everybody does that. Live generously and graciously toward others. And I saw a demonstration of that this morning. Well done. One more clap for yourselves. Great, great, great job, guys. Thank you for taking, uh, uh, taking it on board. But I want to go a little deeper, if that's okay, uh, today, because I, I think if we are truly going to live an, as an authentic Christian community, we have to move from friendly to friendship. I'll say it again. We have to move from friendly to friendship. And so I've entitled today's message, a little play on uh, words, Be Nice to Who? Be Nice to Who? Like two, you know, part two, this is Be Nice, but okay, you got it, all right. Be Nice to Who? And, and actually, there's a passage of Scripture I want to read out to you today. It's in uh, Luke, chapter, Luke chapter 10. And it's the, the parable of the Good Samaritan. And it goes like this. On one occasion, this is Luke 10, verse 25, says, On one occasion, an expert, everybody say an expert. That means they've got a high-end dude in. I don't know if he's a lawyer. I don't know, but he's an expert, okay? Someone who knows his stuff. He's, 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 he's got the goods. He's, I don't know how much they're paying him per hour, but he's, a, he, he's an expert. That they, on one occasion, an expert of the law stood up to test Jesus. How many know that's probably not a good thing to do, but it's just like they, he did. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit an eternal life? And understand again, this means this is big stuff, man. This is big stuff. This is important stuff. They're talking about eternal life. What must I, must I do? And Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, well, it, I think it says this, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your uh, um, uh, strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, you have answered correctly. Jesus replied, do this and you will live. Now, I just want to pause for a moment and just say that sometimes people say to me, uh, you know, look, Pastor, we got this friendship stuff. It's easy. We, we want some deeper teaching. Can you go a little bit deeper? Can I just tell you this is deep? Okay. This is deep here. What, what, what we're doing is, is, is deep right now. You've got, you got to understand, uh, uh, you know, it's like, but, but, but Pastor, we know this. We, we get this. We understand this. And here, here's my thing, though. I don't care if you understand it. I don't care if you get it. My concern is, do we do it? Can I hear a good amen? Thank you. I mean, uh, do we do it? I mean, I, I, I get that we know we should do it. I get that we understand it. But my, my challenge to us is, do we do it. But, but, but Pastor, we want, we want deeper stuff. I mean, this is deep, my friend. 
I mean, think about this. They called an expert of the law. They're talking about the issues of eternal life, eternal life. Where will you spend eternity? And and, and, what was the answer to what will affect his eternity was how he does relationships with other people, how he does his relationship with God and how he does his relationship with his neighbor. He's like, this is deep stuff. This is important stuff. I, I, I think about... Actually, uh, I think about um, the love chapter in in, in Corinthians. Think what it says there. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, If I speak in the tongues, meaning if I do some religious stuff or whatever, if I speak in tongues of men, I love speaking in tongues of men and angels. In fact, I was speaking in tongues before the service. One of the uh, little girls came out and said, What are you doing? Are you all right? Are you all right? But I said, If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, if I don't have love, if I'm not doing relationship good, if I'm not doing life good with other people, if I have not uh, a love, I am only a resounding gong. That's pretty rude. That's pretty rough, isn't it? Come on, I'm just trying to press it. No, you're a resounding gong. You're just a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. I know people get annoyed with cymbals sometimes. But that's what it's saying that we're like if we don't do love right, if we don't do relationship right. Friends say, oh, I want deeper. I'm a, this is deep, friends. Uh, it might be simple, but it ain't easy. Come on, I'm preaching good this morning. It might be simple, but it ain't easy to do. Uh, we, we've got to push ourselves. The amount of Christians, oh, I'm not talking to them. They hurt me way back. Let it go. I can't let it go. You don't know what they did. They deserve everything. No, no, no. Let it go. This is, this is deep stuff. And friend, how can, we, how can we go into the meat if we can't handle the milk? Come on. How can we go on to the deeper, deeper things if we can't even do the very things that Jesus said? This, the, the, you've got to understand, they brought an expert in to talk about this. An expert. I, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy, if that means if you can stand up and I see you, I can tell you that the Lord's going to do that. And you have not love, you're just empty words, my friend. Relationship. The most key thing, love God, love people. If you have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all the, all the mysteries and all knowledge, and if you have faith that can move mountains, like incredible, that's like, that's like, I don't know about you, I haven't moved a mountain yet, but the, the, I just, I mean, that's incredible faith. That's incredible faith. And, and, and uh, um, move mountains, but have not love, you're nothing. Oh, that's pretty, <laughs> okay. All right, I thought I was doing pretty well. I've stepped up my prayer game and all that. But, but we, we've got to understand, this is a deep thing. Simple, but not easy. My thing is, I don't care if we, if, we, if we understand it. My thing is, are we doing it? That's the challenge to us as a church, because they want us to be an authentic Christian community. Eternal life is at stake. Not just for you, but that person you reach out to. Come on. It's important that we understand it. But this, this expert in the law said to Jesus, verse 29, he says, wanting to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, well, who's my neighbor? Who's my neighbor? In other words, he's asking, be nice to who? Be nice to who? Be nice to who? Your neighbor. Who is our neighbor? Good question. Maybe it's one we should ask. And then Jesus told this story, and it's not an actual event. It's a story to illustrate a point. This didn't happen. It's a story that he's telling. 
It says this, a man was going down to, from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. That was a bad morning for anyone. A priest happened to be going down the same road. Everybody say same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. He came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, that's a bit of money, and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, even paid his bills, he said. And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Jesus then said, which of these three do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus dropped the mic and said, go do likewise. That's what he did. That's what he did. So the story of the good Samaritan is one, I think, one of the most confronting stories in Scripture. Thank you. <laughs> it's one of the most confronting uh, uh, stories in, in uh, Scripture that Jesus told. It's, it challenges all of us to engage rather than ignore a hurting world. That's what it challenges us uh, uh, to do. And, uh, of course, it tells the story of a, a priest and a Levite who came across a man down. We've got a man down. He was down. He was down. He was down on his luck. He was down and out. He was just down. I mean, he'd, he'd had a bad day by anyone's uh, measure of a bad day. Yet, rather than reach out and help, the Bible says that they crossed to the other side. They crossed to the other side of the road. And truth be known, that's easy to do. Truth be known, we're, 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 I mean, because we live in a world, we're busy, right? Well, I think we are, and we are. I mean, we're mostly we're we're, we're busy we're, we're we're busy people, and you know, at times I've just got to say I've got to just being honest here. I've been that priest. I have been that 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 priest, and uh, don't look at me that way. I know you know we all have issues, but I have been that that priest. There's no doubt about it. But uh, there are times when things happen. You go, I don't need this right now. This is not convenient. I, I, I've, I've got to get to a meeting. And it's not like the meeting's not, if I have to go to this, I go, I'm going to let this person down. I've got an appointment. I've got this thing or that thing that I have to, uh, have to do. So I understand the pressure that, that this guy was, uh, was facing, this priest was facing. But can I also say, don't just pick on the priest. Don't just pick on the priest. It says the Levite did the same. Now, who are the Levites? They're the people who attended the temple. They're the church people. They're the people going to church, doing their thing. Oh, I've got to get to church. I've got, I've got a meeting. Pastor Adam's preaching, and I love his preaching. Thank you, thank you. Makes me feel, feel better. So, you know, that's, that's made my day. So, um, but, 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 but again, we've got to get to church. We've got to do, do something, and, and we're serving in church or whatever it is. And so, so don't just prick on the priest. We've got to understand that also the, the Levites, it's addressing all of us. It's speaking to all of us. If you're a follower of Christ, it's speaking to all of us. Yet Jesus speaks of the Samaritan, a people who, you, you know the story, if you know a bit of the Bible, you would know that the, the, the Samaritans were a people the Jewish people didn't like. 
They're like half-casts, if you can even use that word. They're like, no, not the real thing. And uh, um, they, they, they didn't get on. And, and, and uh, here, here is this Samaritan, this, pe- this person who, who would not normally get on with his people, reaching out. See, again, we can learn from that. We've got to go beyond just our friendships, just the people we know. Just, here's this person who, who they would not know, reaching out to someone he would normally not reach out to. And with no expectation of reward, he reached out to someone he wouldn't normally do that. Jesus spoke of, pick the odd one out. What I'm believing is for you and I, that we would be the odd one out. Maybe no one else will, but we will. I will. Come on, somebody. That we'll take the time to, to reach out to people in need. And I guess that's the question the parable asks of us. I, I, I think that, that's, that's, that, that's what it's saying. Others might not, but I will. Now, I've told this story in relation to being obedient to God. But I remember a time in India uh, many years uh, ago where I was on my motorbike. I was uh, busy. I was uh, zooming down this, this street called MG Road. And MG Road joins and becomes like a, like a triangle joint, two busy roads coming in. If you, you, you don't even know what busy roads are. If you drive around these, you don't even know what busy roads are. I'm talking busy roads. So I'm, I'm following this big red bus, right? And so as the bus is going up, the two roads are joining. The bus is coming up. I'm on my motorbike behind the bus. And suddenly the bus swerves like this. And I'm like, what's it doing? So it swerves. And, and as, a, as, a, as the bus clears out the way, there was a man lying right in the road, right in the middle of the, of the lane. So the bus goes around, keeps carrying. I go on and I keep carrying on as well. Now, you got to understand when you're living in India for a long time, nothing surprises you. It's just like, that's old guy lying in the middle of the road. Don't hit him. Move on. As I went past, suddenly I felt the Lord go back and say, pick him up. I was like, get behind me, Satan. It's like, it's like no, no, I felt the Lord say, go back, pick him up. Pick him up. I was like, no, I don't want to go back and pick him up. And then this parable started coming to mind. What are you going to be? What are you going to be? What are you going to be? God doesn't talk to us like that, but it's sort of like... Like that, what are you going to be? You're going to be the priest? You're going to be the Levite? You're going to be the uh, Samaritan? And I'm, I'm fighting because I'm, I'm still going. I haven't turned around. And, and I get to the next intersection. I, do, I, I said, okay, God, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll go and do it. And, of course, I didn't just turn around the road. I took the long loop road round, hoping that, you know, by the time I got there, he's, he's going to be gone. But I took the long loop round, and, 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 and when I arrived there, there he was, still in the middle of the road. And so I went and I, I, I got, went up to him, parked my bike, got off, and I, I grabbed him. And, of course, he was completely plastered. He had way too much to drink, and he was just lying in the uh, middle of the road. And I, I don't know what he thought, maybe he'd met an angel when he saw, uh, you know, I don't know if he knew. <laughs> it must be an angel. Because he smiled. He was like, <laughs> Sir, I'm here to rescue you. And, 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 and again, I, I basically picked him up and placed him on the, the, the side, of the, ro- yeah, side of the road. I mean, obviously, but a part of me is like, I've got meetings to go to. I've got worship to get to. I've got this to get to or whatever. But, but, but sometimes we've got to be that person who's ready to reach out to someone when they uh, uh, need it. And there, there are times I, I read those things. And so, so, again, in India, what, what you've got to understand, if you help one person there, there's three others here. If you help two there, there's four more over, uh, over here. And so I really needed to hear from God. 
who, who is it you want us to reach out to? As like Mother Teresa said, I can't help everybody, but I can help somebody. Who is that somebody that you want us to help? And all of us can do that. Can I hear a good amen? But this parable challenges us really to act, to engage, to involve ourselves in people's lives. And it says in verse 31 that the priest uh, uh, and the Levite happened to be going down the same road, the same road. And as I thought about it, the truth is we're all going down the same road. We're all going down the same road, the same road. We all have the same challenges. We all have the same battles. We all have the same struggles. We all have the same issues at times in our life that we have to uh, walk through. And we're all at some time or rather through life going to have things that rob us, rob our joy, rob our peace, rob our, uh, rob us and beat us or knock us uh, down. But the challenge is that when we see someone on the same road that we don't go to the other side, that we'll reach out. And the challenge is when we see that someone, that we, we, we would reach out to them. Look, it says the Samaritan in verse 33, it says, he came where the man was. He came where the man was. In other words, he met them where they're at. We're not just to meet people where they're at. We're, you know, you know, we're to be a people who meet people where they're at in their struggles. We're not judging. We're not uh, 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 going, oh, this and that. It's just we, we meet people where that, that's how Jesus did it. He didn't tell people, well, you have to change and you have to do this before you can come to church or whatever. No, no. He's just, I, I, I'll just take you as you are. And then if you allow me to work in your life, I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just shift things and change things into the person that he desires you to come. And so Jesus asked this expert in the law, who's the real neighbor? Who's the real neighbor? And the, the expert in the law said, the one who had mercy. And he's like, go and do likewise. Live this out. Why? Because we're all on the same road. We're all on the same road. In Genesis 4.9, God asked Cain, where is your brother? And Cain replied, am I my brother's keeper? I want to tell you today, God's saying, yes, you are. Yes, you are your brother's keeper. Yes, you are to be your brother's keeper. See, we have to move from friendly to friendship. From friendly to friendship. If we are to have an authentic Christian community, here, especially as the church gets uh, bigger, multiple services, you don't know everyone who's a part of the church, especially, it's so important that you find uh, friendships in to have an authentic Christian community. We have to move from connect to connected. I think it's really important. And can I say this? It's one of the hallmarks of the early church. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says this, they devoted themselves. What does that mean? It's like they didn't wait for somebody else to do it for them. They got down and said well, that they devoted themselves. They're like, man, I, I, I understand this uh, life of, of Christianity is something I've got to put work into. I've got to, I can't wait for the pastor to do something. I can't wait for somebody else to do something. I have got to put the work into this. They devoted themselves. To the apostles, what? What did they devote themselves to? To the apostles' teaching. So I, I, I want to grow. I want to understand what your word says. And to fellowship. What's that? Doing life together. Doing relationship. They devoted themselves to it. You, have you? Are you devoted yourself to doing relationship? Because we can do church. Stare at the back of each other's head each week. But are we devoted to relationship? Are we really devoted to fellowship? Are we really committed to moving from connect to connection? From friendly to friendship? Because I think it's a hallmark. If we're to be an authentic Christian community, that's got to be one of the hallmarks of what we do. Fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayer. 
everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. I love that. Everyone was filled with awe. In other words, don't take what we have here for granted. Don't take the relationships. Don't take what happens here for granted. Oh, maybe this happens everywhere. No, it doesn't. Again, we've got to understand, sometimes if we lose that sense of awe, well, we're coming into the presence of God today. Not like, oh, come to church. Oh, man, he's going a bit too long today. Or whatever. I know you don't do that, but the next service does. But... I don't know, but they, I don't know, I'm just fooling, I'm just fooling, I say the same about you to them, don't worry, but, uh, but, but the, 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 the thing is, if we lose that sense of awe of what God is doing here, we say it to the team, even, even this morning, remember why we're doing what we're doing, we want to connect people to Jesus and their purpose, that's why we're doing that, that's why we meet every week, that's why we're cutting off all the frills and doing the thing and just get to the main thing, make the main thing, the main thing, that's what we, uh, we do, we want to love God and love people however we can. So the breaking of bread, everyone was filled with all many signs and wonders performed. Verse 44, it says, all the believers, everybody say all. All in the Greek means all. All the believers were together. Everyone say together. Yeah, this, is going to, this is a repeated word. We, you know in Scripture is important. This is a repeated, uh, repeated word. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Listen, listen. You think, you think about giving. Uh, Mason talked about it before in the, the video. Listen to giving in the New Testament in case you're worried about the whole. Oh, I was giving in the New Testament. Listen to this, man. Radical. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. In other words, they sold whatever they had. So what, what are we going to do to make this dream happen? What are we going to do to make this... this uh, uh, vision happen? What do we got to do to, 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 to see God uh, do something? I, I, I think it's extremely important that we, we do that because sometimes we think, well, that's, that's back then. That doesn't happen now. You know, no one gives their property. No one gives their cars. No one. Uh, uh, and I love Paul Geeling. He was talking about it actually the other, uh, the other week. Um, I'm just going to hand you that. Can you try and stop that? It's keeping going. Um, it's going spinning, some, uh, spinning around. Just stop it. See, I went to talk about money. The devil doesn't like us talking about money. Come on. So, so, so uh, again, Paul Geeling said something funny. He's talking about, uh, uh, about giving. But he, he said that sometimes when we first become a Christian, you know, one of the last things to get converted is our wallet. And, 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 and it's true, he says, you, you know, that first time you go and give it, give it you're, you're, you're holding that $20 so tight the queen's got tears in her eyes. Come on, <laughs> come on. It's, uh, come on, how many know that feeling? Come on, it's just like, oh, how small the money seems when we go to McDonald's and how big the money seems when we go to give it yeah. to church. Amen. Amen. Have we got that fixed, Nat? So, so uh, again, we've got to understand that, that uh, all our possessions and stuff, stuff like that, they belong, uh, belong to him. How are we going? I don't know what happened. It's never done that uh, before. Thank you. <coughs> but then it says this, verse 46. So they gave all their possessions. And again, uh, can, can, I, can I just say, sometimes we say people don't give land and all that today. You're sitting in land that was given. You're sitting into someone's possession right, right now. You're actually sitting in somebody else's sacrifice. What are you, what are, what are you doing to, to, to sow into? You're sitting in someone else's. Someone gave us 50 acres so that we can, uh, we can enjoy it. People do do it. It doesn't just happen back in the, uh, back in, you know, a couple of thousand years ago. No, it happens. It happens. And I'm dealing, even this week, I've been to dealing with two groups or with multi-million dollar properties uh, that, that where it's like, where, do, do we give this? Do we sow? this? Do we, uh, we do it? How do we transition and all these things? It happens. It still happens today. 
And it says in verse 46, it says, every day, not just Sunday, every day, every day, they continued, here's that word again, to meet together. In the temple courts, they broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. They were were together, they ate together, they did life together. Theologian Ronald J. Sider said this, Fellowship for early Christians was not tea and biscuits with sophisticated small talk in the foyer after the sermon. It was the unconditional sharing of their lives with the other members of Christ's body, the church. Everybody say deeper. We've got to go a bit deeper on this. Not, not superficial friendship. If we're to do authentic Christian community, we have to learn to do life together. Listen, I, I, I want to tell you, you're like, well, how do I, how do I make friends? How, listen, someone said this, the only way to have a friend is to be one. Yeah, that's right. I'll say it again because that's worth it. The only way to have a friend is to be one. What are you doing to deepen community? What are you doing to deepen friendships? That's why f- connect groups are so important. That's why joining a team is so important. It's not just joining a team to help out and do lighting or something. It's joining a team so you can do life together. So, so if, you, if you're, if you're in a, having a bad day, someone goes, well, where were you? I didn't see you today. I'm, you know, I'm your lighting team, buddy, but I also care about you. I also want to know, where, where, where were you? I didn't see you today. It's how we can do life together. That's why we should be part of a, 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 a connect group, part of a, part of a team. We want to do genuine Christian community. We want to connect people to Jesus. We want to connect us to each other. Why? What do we want to do? We want to love God, love people. How are we going to do that? We're going to do it this way. We're going to see lost people being saved, pastored people being trained, trained people, oh, sorry, lost people being saved, saved people being pastored, pastored people being trained, and trained people being mobilized. How are we going to do that? Well, you're here next week. Come along uh, to church next week and we'll tell you how we're going to engage and start to do life together. So don't miss that. Turn to the person next to you and go, don't miss it. Don't miss it. So as we move on from today, beyond friendship to friendly, why don't I ask someone out for lunch? What's the action point? Maybe this Maybe this week, just what, what's one thing you can do to build a deeper relationship with someone that you know in this community? What's one thing you can do that can make a difference? Just one, just one. Not so you do five, just one. Amen? Let's make a difference. Let's move into genuine Christian community. As we close, here's another truth. God desires that we would be friends with Him. God's desire, he, he died on a cross so that we can know Him. He died on a cross so that we can have fellowship with God. Do you know Him today? Here's the thing, our sin separates us from God. See, the funny thing about sin is sin fascinates us, but then it assassinates us. It can take us out. And maybe sin's taking you out. Maybe it's robbed you. Maybe it's stolen from you. Maybe you're here today and you're beat up and you're down. But I wanna tell you today, There's a beautiful old hymn that talks about friendship with God. It's it's called, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. All, not just some, not just the the light ones, but even the big ones. All our sins and griefs to bear. 
Oh, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Of course we do. Is there trouble anywhere? Of course there is. We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Because listen, here's what it says. Can we find a friend so faithful? You know what? I'll tell you what. People will let you down. He won't. People will let you down. He won't. Jesus knows our every weakness. Maybe no one else does, but He knows. He knows. Ah, He knows when you're lying awake at night going, ah, can't believe. Did it again. I messed up. He knows. Who will all our show us here? He knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Don't run, don't run away from Him. Run to Him. He loves you. Bible says, while we were still enemies of God, Christ died for us. Oh, I feel a bit of Billy Graham coming on. Come on. He died for us that we can, so that we can live for Him. Oh, friend, today, please understand that. Can we find a friend so faithful who all our souls share? He knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. In a moment, maybe you're feeling far away from God. Maybe you're feeling in a place where it's like, man, I've lost that friendship. Sin started to fascinate me, but now it started to assassinate me. It's trying to take me out. It's like that's like the guy on the road. I've been beaten. I've been robbed. I've been, and I want to tell you, there's a God in heaven who loves you. And today, if you would give your life to Him, if you would say yes to Him, wherever you're at, maybe you're backslidden, maybe you've known what it is to walk with Him, but you've allowed your relationship to grow cold. Why not give your life? Take it to the Lord in prayer. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend. Would you give your life to Him today? The Bible says He knocks on the door of our heart. And if we would open that door, He would come in and live inside of us and direct our lives, be Lord of our lives. Oh, I want to give you an opportunity. I don't want anyone leaving here without having that opportunity. I don't know if anyone will. But I don't want to finish any service without saying to someone, if you need to give your life to Jesus, this is your opportunity. If you're here today and you're saying, I need to get right with God, this is your opportunity. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Right, I don't want no one looking up, no one moving around. I just want, I don't want, this is a holy moment. If you're here today and you know you need to get right with God, you know that your heart's far away from Him. Friend, as the Holy Spirit moves and sovereignly in this place, if that's you and you know, man, I've got to respond. I can feel I'm knocking on the door of my heart. I need to get right. I need to respond to this. Wherever you're seated right now, would you just put your hand up right now and say, that's me, Pastor. I thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? You, need, you know you need to get right with God. Anyone else? Thank you, sir. You can put the hand down. Anyone else? You know you need to Maybe you're far away from him. I don't want to leave it without giving people an opportunity. All right. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Let's say this prayer right now, all together. Lord Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner in need of a Savior. Today, I would ask that you would come and be the Lord of my life. From this day forth, I turn from my sin and give my life fully to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we thank the Lord for that person who said yes to